Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Fresh Drunk Stone Tour. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fresh Drunk Stone Podcast. Uh, broadcasting right now from the very fancy conference room of CannabisRadio.com. And Matt has returned back from his escapade, um, <laughs> dropping little bits of semen and salt shakers all over the U.S. How did you know? <laughs> I read it on your Tinder profile. It's That's funny that me and my grinder. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, um, there is. It's funny you say that because there's this old fuck. What was this? There's this old like road comic from like the late '80s, early '90s. And there's been a couple like documentaries of road comedians. That they, I forget his name. They brought him up, but he was notorious for like he would go into like because a lot of clubs own a condo. Yeah. So like they'll put the comics up in the, the comedy condo. Yeah. And all the comics would end up sharing it. Mm-hmm. This guy would like jizz in like the shampoo bottles <laughs> oh my God. or in like the mayonnaise <laughs> as like a joke. I mean, it's disgusting. Oh, it's absolutely. I think it's actually gross. a crime. I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I believe. <laughs> But he would unknowingly making somebody eat your bodily fluids or use them as some type God, of. Soap I wish you could remember his, his name, but so there was like this whole thing where like like comics would come in, they'd look at the calendar, and if yeah. they saw that he was there last weekend, they would just throw everything out, <laughs> like because they're just like like the com- the the uh, the places must have gotten really pissed at him. Yeah, he would like jizz in the ice cube trays. Oh my lord! I mean, just like a disgusting. I feel like this ice cube looks a little cloudy. Yeah, exactly. It's just really, really cool. That's all. Don't worry. So, about it. yeah, I was doing that in salt <laughs> shakers. <laughs> well, I actually said that it's funny because that actually uh, I know somebody who did that back when I was in high school. I was in marching band all four years, and I uh, don't know why I had to say that, but I was in marching band regardless. Cool guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, we went on this trip to where was it? Indianapolis. And we were there for some type of percussion Bands of America thing, which was the craziest experience because Bands of America is like this, um, so nerdy, but uh, is like this huge like convention where like all these like concert bands and concert percussions and everything like that, they would get together and they'd do these performances and you get graded and all that bullshit. Um, but they would do, it's like a retreat almost. So there was one night where they had like club BOA. So it was like all of the bands of America percussion ensembles and, and orchestras and everything like that went into one of the ballrooms and they just had a DJ and it was like a dance. And it was the fucking most awkward thing I've ever been a part of my entire yeah. life. Cause just imagine a bunch of band nerds, just a just, gaggle yeah. of band nerds in one fucking room. And there's a DJ. Now all of these people are very inclined musically and instead of really dancing a whole lot, it was more just like dissecting what was happening over the speakers, how the sound didn't sound right. It was fucking horrible. Like, yeah, you should have went with more of an up-tempo thing. Yeah, here. yeah, like, yeah. yeah. A little bit trebly on this one. I yeah. think you probably move out the sub bass on this one. should get some uh, sound dampeners in here. <laughs> I could really make this room pop if you want me to. I got a guy. Um, but uh, but that was the first time I ever had kava. You've had kava Did somebody before. jizz in the kava? No, 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 no. I'm getting to the jizzing okay. story. <laughs> I'm like, where's the this jizz? is a ramp up? This is where's a ramp the jizz, up. But this is the first time you ever had kava before? It's dirt water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I had no idea what the hell it was. Ugh. It is the most disgusting thing I've ever had. But I did not drink it. We were eating it. How do you eat? It's a liquid, isn't it? No, no, no. It's a tea. Oh, so you like put it in like tea and you like steep it. Like you would like tea, and then it would turn into a drink, and the drink tastes fucking horrendous. So you just but ate the. We were putting it on like Pringles and Ugh. stuff like. <laughs> so we had no idea what, what we was were wrong doing. with you guys because we thought it was going to get us fucked up. 
No. It didn't. It just no. makes Pringles taste bad. Dude, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It ruined the taste of Pringles and it also numbed our mouths. That was bad. That was basically it. Yeah. But no, but no high whatsoever. So one kid that was on the trip um, was a complete fucking psychopath. This guy would do anything at any point in time for no reason. And we were in one of the restaurants the very first day and he goes to the bathroom and he comes back. And he puts the salt shaker back. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, I just jizzed in that salt shaker. No. I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm starting this new campaign, Jizz Across America. Stop it. I swear. So every band competition oh we God. ever did, we were all over. We didn't really go all over America, but that was the farthest away we went. But we went to like the West Coast of Florida, Orlando, this, that, and the other, uh, Tallahassee, Jacksonville. And everywhere we went, when we went to a restaurant, he went to the bathroom with the salt shaker and came in it. And this is a real thing uh, actually happened. All right, I've never told anybody do you about know any this. Logistics. I have some questions of how he. Yeah. I, I mean, we did have phones at the time, or well, I don't know. It was two thousand and. Well, I'm just saying, like, like you got to have some decent aim. Yeah. To get it in the shaker, and then also like once there's also a risk of getting salt on your dick, which I imagine Ooh. is horrible. But my thing is like, let's say know. like you like spit a loogie onto the sand at the beach, which is the closest thing I can equate this to. It's just going to like <laughs> kind of clump up like cat yeah. litter almost. I, I don't know. I imagine in my head, I was kind of thinking he, he pours a little bit out. Then he, then he does the deed. He does the deed right into the salt shaker and then scoops the salt back onto it. So it kind of sits there. Who? This is disgusting. <laughs> it's a real thing. I swear to God, it actually happened. And the first time I ever heard about it, apparently he had been doing it, but that was the first time that I saw it. And I guess other people had asked him questions about it, but nobody had shared this information. This was like the highly kept secret that this kid was just jizzing in fucking salt shakers. This guy's definitely... That that's a sign of like a serial killer. Didn't we He's talk about, mentally unstable. We talked about serial I don't know killers. where he is now. I'll be honest. Oh. I have no clue where he is now. I have not had contact with him since high school. I think he's working for Morton's now. He w- the salt company. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel bad for that little girl. What if he's like a CEO of like? <laughs> <laughs> he's moved on to Dixie Crystals. That's what's oh, going on. Man, what a freak. Yeah. So he used to just jizz in all the salt shakers. Well. Speaking of jizzing, it's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this on a Tuesday. It's my birthday today. I turned thirty-one. Doing a lot of reflection. I was gonna say. So one of the topics I want to bring up. One thing I like to do mm-hmm. every time I have a birthday is think about all my regrets. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think. I what think in you, the line you... of work that we both do, <laughs> thinking about our regrets is something that. Uh, what do you regret about a, this year? About this year? Yeah. Oh my god! Starting this fucking podcast. There I'll we be go. honest. That's one. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of reflecting and thinking about. Like, I mean, like. I think one of the things that I always think about is like, what would it be like to be this age in a different time? Because I've always like, so remember we were talking about in a couple episodes ago that they did that live reenactment of like those old shows, like 19, like the 1950s, 1960s, yeah. like all the family, all the family and stuff, stuff like yeah. that. So I was talking to the other, a couple nights ago, this happened, we were watching TV, me and Kim, and uh, she put on two and a half men. Yeah. Never watched the show in my life. It's a lot of jokes in the writing. Like, you could maybe not be a big fan of the show. Yeah, no, it was funny. But, but it's when like I was watching. Punchline, 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 yeah, yeah, punchline. Yeah. It was funny, but I never watched it. And she's like, oh, I used to watch this all the time when I was a kid. She's like, I used to watch The Simpsons. I used to watch Friends and everything like that. And I thought to myself, I was like, ah, I, uh, I watched... All in the family. And I watched like the Dick Van Dyke show when I was a kid. Yeah. So maybe I would have been better suited like in like the 50s. You were forever old. I think, yeah. (laughs) I think, and I think about this too. It's like if I was a musician in the 50s, 
I'd be probably a billionaire. Yeah. Well, we talked about this with, with comedy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about this big comedy boom in the 80s. There was no internet. Nothing, you know, comedy was, get, it, not, it wasn't, like, new, but, like, mm-hmm. only a couple of decades old of, like, mainstream, super popular, like, like the art form of stand-up comedy. Like, by the time the 80s rolled around, it was only pretty big for, like, 20, 30 years. And the 80s was the first, like, big boom. 70s and 80s, really. And who, was, who were the big comedians during that? During that time, well, like late seventies, you had like Pryor and Carlin mm-hmm. were like big, but like even before that, I mean, like you know Don Rickles before that, and something yeah. Like that. But so they had comedy, but well, it's not that I'm saying like that big comedy boom in the eighties. Well, or was the, that like Eddie Murphy? Well, the thing was this, in the eighties, yeah, but you could just be like like there's they called the comedy boom because everyone was working. First of all, the the money like the pay for comedians mm-hmm. hasn't changed since the eighties. <laughs> so like the, the standard, unless you get to like a Kevin Hart type of level, well, then like it's a different standard situation. rate for like a headliner, standard rate for like a feature or middle act, and standard rate for an MC have pretty much been the same. Wow! Like you get like a hundred bucks to like do like a feature set. It was pretty much the same in the eighties. But a hundred bucks back then was a lot more money. I was gonna so, say, yeah, no wonder they did and, so many and drugs. Everybody back then. could everybody could work. Like everyone was like, Man, this one guy was like the king of Boston. There's like twelve comics in Boston. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And comics now like, are like podcasts. Yeah, it's, there's so many everybody's got them. And there's it's like everything's been done, like every joke has been like like back then, like in the eighties, there somebody was the first guy to be like Hey, men and women are different, you know. Like, well, no, look you at Jerry Seinfeld. Oh. Jerry Seinfeld, ninety percent of his jokes were like bitching about things. Like, Jerry's whole thing is, isn't that stupid? Yeah, you know? exactly. But, but, <laughs> but the even thing though was, he is a genius, an innovator though, because before yes. Jerry, like, I was talking to this young comic. He was like, I was in Chicago, and he was like twenty three, young kid, and he was like, he's like, who are some of your favorites? I'm like, Jerry Seinfeld's one of my favorite stand ups. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing like him. Like my act is nothing yeah, like yeah, Jerry, yeah, yeah. but I love him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that guy's a hack. He's hacky. And I go, no, no, no. He, you think mm. he's hacking because people have hacked off of Jerry. Yeah, exactly. He was the first to do that. He created... So you're not hacky if you created the hack. Right. Yeah, he started observational comedy. Yeah. And now other people do it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it must have been... It was so much easier because back then, every comic... Every comedy club... There was comedy clubs all across the country. Like, they popped up in, like, the 80s. Yeah. Every little small town had a comedy club, a chuckle hut, a laugh fuckers, whatever, mm-hmm. and people would go out. Ooh, laugh fuckers! I've heard about that. One. Yeah, it was a strip club slash comedy club. Semen all in the salt shakers. But, oh god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they just but they needed comics. If you yeah. had a headshot and could do thirty minutes, you were mm-hmm. booked, baby, and yeah. you were doing that weekend. And it's like nobody knew. You didn't have to have all these fancy TV credits and have a podcast and have listeners and mm-hmm. and do your own promoting. Like the comedy club, it was it was Friday. Like back in like eighty seven, it was Friday night. Mm-hmm. And people were like, it's Friday night, we're getting a babysitter, we're getting dressed up, and we're doing date night. And one week they'd go to the movies, one week they'd go dancing. And then one week out of that month, one Friday, they'd just go to the comedy club. Didn't matter who the fuck it was, yeah. they'd just show up. And it would be some guy talking about, take my wife, and he got paid the same as he's getting paid now. Half of it was probably in cocaine, but... Well, yes. Yeah, they... It was, Which it was, really isn't much different than now, either. It was just a... <laughs> Things really don't change, huh? It's all the same. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a wheel that just keeps on spinning in the same direction, huh? Well, yeah. That's a, that's a never-ending... <laughs> that's, never, that's a never-ending wheel. Uh, but no, but it just... You were saying. <laughs> they... It just... It was just... It was such a boom, you know? And mm-hmm. now it's like... Anything you do, it's like someone's already done that. Mm-hmm. It's already happened. Yeah, it's already on this show. That's the hardest right. thing. I think that's one of the things that's kept me away from because you know, like I've been writing jokes for a very long time, and I've, I've wanted to do stand comics since I was a kid. And one of the hardest things about trying to go out and actually do it is that I'm just so afraid of it already being done and me not knowing about it. There's like things that I've yeah. heard, jokes that I've written where I was like, somebody must have said this at one point in time. There's a bunch of times where, and that's why, like, with me now, I tend to try to write, like, 
based on a story or a, like a real truism of like my life that's something mm. like happened to me yeah like i'm trying to work on this one joke this happened one time we were all that was a couple well, it was probably five six years back but it's a real story it sounds like it's kind of like hacky or simpler it sounds like it'd be like on a sitcom tv show but it really happened we there's a bunch of us at a fucking house party we all wanted to get some food some of us wanted pizza and then like some of us were like let's get chinese food so we're like all right if you want chinese food link up with these people and order chinese food pizza's gonna go over here mm-hmm. and we ordered at the same time bunch of chinese food bunch of pizza and we had this funny thing we're like we're like oh it's gonna be like a race like who gets their stuff here first you know <laughs> and we're waiting for the food we're waiting for the food and all of a sudden doorbell rings we look at the people chinese guy standing there and we're just like fuck yeah and we open the door and he's holding two pizzas <laughs> it's just a chinese guy delivering pizzas <laughs> but when we looked at the people and we saw a chinese guy there You're like everyone everyone who ordered the chinese food was like yeah <laughs> open it up he's ordering he's holding pizzas and then we were just dying laughing mm-hmm. that's when you learn fast food has no colors the funniest thing was we because the guy heard like a big yell and then a bunch of laughs. We're like, no way. People are taking their phones out. And the guy standing there's like, what is going on? And we try explaining it to him. We're like, we thought, we thought you'd have Chinese food, but you <laughs> got you pizza. His name was like Adam. He's like, okay, you still owe me 40 bucks. And it was just ridiculous. But so I'm trying to write a joke on that. Yeah. That's something that really happened to me. You know, like I try to write jokes now more like where I'm like, it'd be really hard to like steal that joke of mine or like it'd be really hard for me yeah. to like write a joke. And it is because it's called parallel thinking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if I write a joke about how much I hate gas stations, there could be a million people that wrote similar jokes about hating gas stations. It's a very universal, similar topic. Now, yeah. doesn't mean it's hacked. Doesn't mean I stole it. I, and I could still have my own reasons or make it my own unique way mm-hmm. of hating gas stations. But you definitely have more of a you know you, you're running the bigger risk of having that be kind of stepped on before. I think that's what kind of separated a lot of comics too, like Dane Cook. Why Dane Cook fizzled out so fast is because he just found funny premises of things that never happened to him. Right. And then it was easy to write that at first. And then once he realized that that was, I mean, I'm I'm speculating, but once he realized that that was what he was doing, it was harder and harder to come up with those premises because more and more comics were coming up with premises like that. As opposed to things that were happening to him. Like, if you listen to Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly, one Ugh. of the best stand-up uh, me, specials. That's, that's the best all, hour that's my, that's of my all time. That's my favorite of all time, yes. You're on Third Street. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. Like, you and... I just I just finished listening to Kevin Hart's um, book, What Now? I don't even know what the fuck it's called, to be honest. They, it, 98 chapters, whatever sure. like that. So I just finished it. One of the biggest things that he was talking about was when he first started doing... Uh, comedy as Lil Kev the Bastard, uh, he would just do stuff like that where it would just be like he had a joke about getting robbed by a midget and it was a really funny joke and it killed and then one of the comedians was like, so what was the name of the midget? He goes, oh no, it didn't really happen. And then as he started dissecting more of the jokes, he's like, well, none of the shit actually happened to you. None, nobody's going to believe you after a while. Right. So then what he started doing is started writing about stuff that was real, his family, shit that happened to him and then that's when his comedy really elevated. And that's the reason why, I, I personally think it's the reason why Dane Cook went into the fucking tank. Um, he's well, make, also, he had a lot of money stolen he's from, ma- from his Yeah, mom, his but, brother kind of fucked him up. Ooh, but he's, he's making kind of a comeback. I've heard him on a lot of podcasts and here's the thing about Dane he's Cook. Been, yeah, he's been popping up, and he looks saggy. Yeah, he's getting chubbier. His girlfriend is like 20 years old. Oh, well, his his hairline is now his eyebrows. Right. His whole his yeah. whole face is is melting off like he's molten he, man. He's he's aging, man. It, My, it's, yeah, it's no, just weird because he was like so like spry when he first yeah. started. Well, the thing was like he when he popped, he was like in his late 30s. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, bro, he's like late 40s. And he's pushing 50 years old now. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess he's old. So Whatever. I mean, not like not like he's. You just like, have somebody pictured. Sure, and then that's the that's what you see. So when you see old version, well, of that, he was like ripped, like he was like he yeah. was going to the gym a lot, he, especially when he was in like all those movies and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he really was looking good. But 
he he never everyone like was always like oh where'd he go he never stopped doing stand-up Mm-mm. he was he literally does comedy in la at the comedy store yeah like crazy he just stopped doing the big world tours and the theater stuff but i think he's well, i don't think he sells anymore though. i think he's coming i think he's doing another i think like literally as we're speaking he's like booking an, another theater run he's gonna mm-hmm. do another run because i've heard him on a couple of podcasts recently he's been he was just on nikki glazer mm-hmm. uh that serious xm show he did jim norton he, he was, did he did jim norton joe he did. rogan i think or? um i don't think he did jim joe rogan yet he but did joey diaz he did yeah, he did diaz he did norton no, no he the did other fitz one? dog he did, he did greg fitzsimmons he did that one who's who's the other one in your mom's house Tom Segura. Tom Segura. He was just that was the first one I was like, oh shit, Dane Cook. Yeah. And then I started seeing him pop up on a bunch of things. I'm like, okay, well, here's Dane Cook again out of nowhere. Well, hopefully I wish him the best. He's dude, here's the thing. I always thought he was funny. Dane's doing but fine. The very first time, the ha- comedy half hour he did on Comedy Central, Central, yeah, with the was, wet back and the alien was thing, brilliant. Yeah. He had the black tank top yep. on. He was like really skinny and scrawny. He was so funny. And then he did the the first one, and then Vicious Circle. I Vicious think Vic- Circle was really good. Vicious and Circle round, is where yeah. he got all of like the. That's where like you know the BK Lounge, mm-hmm. uh, B and E, like that was like the things that like made like were his trademarks. And then after that, it just kind of like tapered off into nothing. You don't bring your favorite shirt on a B and E. It's your like, second favorite the, shirt. The, yeah. w- one of my favorite jokes was because it, it was one of the things that I did like about it jokes was that they are they were like real situations that i would understand and something that i still think about to this day was at the movie theater the other day and i'm watching the movie and i'm trying to put the fucking cup back in the fucking holder and i can't find yeah. the damn thing it's like why can't you put a little light on the thing and it yeah. was like that was such a brilliant joke because it was like that's true and i still Sticky think about that all that yeah he's dane's doing fine nobody if anyone's listening don't worry about dane he's got <laughs> no, 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 he's fine he's fine he's like yeah, 50 yeah, years yeah. old he's still a millionaire and he's dating he's like probably a, got a production company 20 year old his girlfriend's like 20 years old he does. He's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, he's doing just fine. We, did, um, we just spent like 15 minutes shitting on him, but he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Doing better than anyone in this room, Ricky. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had to lock the door to make sure that nobody came into this conference room while we were doing this podcast. I was impressed that there's these little pop corners, pop chip things in this conference Dude, this, room. This nice. place, I'll be honest, man. I, I, I like this place a lot. There's always like, there's always like, there's like soda and water in that fridge over there. And there's like chips and like granola bars and apples and shit. It's weird what it'll get, what it'll get you going. Um, <laughs> it's little things in life. It I really like, It's is. funny because when, we, when we're on the road, we always like steal everything out of the green room yeah. when we leave. Well, it makes Cause, sense. Because they'll put like little, they do the thing, like they'll have little kind bars and little chips and little Do they? Do you sodas. have a rider when you're out there? Um, no, not really. I mean, we, we when you're in the green room, you can order whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, food, whatever you want is free. Um, some clubs will hit us up and they're like, hey, is there anything special? you have any special green room requests? And we always just say no. We want to keep it chill. Mm-hmm. Like be like, yeah, I need a bowl of green M and M's only, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. always that's always the joke. Um, it, it, but I, I was I was asking because I mean, like, uh, one of my buddies works for a company where they deal with that kind of stuff, and he was looking at this one band, and their rider in the rider had weed for the legal for the legal states yeah and it was so specific like sativa to this milligram and everything like that it's like bizarre so you can be able to you do can that do that and, and how a lot of those weird requests started with bands mm-hmm. uh, i forget who which band it was but literally I, man fuck it was one of these really big big bands in the 80s and it's escaped me right now i'll think of it maybe but they, they're literally their rider was a bowl of green M and M's. Like go through and pick out the green M. Now the manager put that it was in like there, Metallica or something, just like that. to see if the people were actually reading it. Because a lot of people, would, oh. they were, they were noticing that like no one was even reading the rider. So he goes, let's put some wacky shit in there, mm-hmm. and if it shows up, people are actually reading it, and then it would, and then people <laughs> would start thinking like, oh, let's get away with this, let's get away with that. But, like, yeah, we try to keep it cool, but we do rob the green room when we leave, so That's we have stuff on the road. Like especially because we went on a road trip, 
you need you need little snacks and stuff. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Speaking of road trips, I'm going on a big one again. I'm always on the road. <laughs> no shit. I man. always, I've always like been curious. Like, what are your favorite and your least favorite things of a road trip, Ricky? My favorite and least favorite thing. Well, I love driving. You like to drive. I love to drive. I don't. Every time I go to, like, every time we drive to Orlando and stuff like that, it's like some of my my calmest two and a half hours of my life. I'm just driving, and she's usually on her phone, and we're just listening to music. I just love, I love, I love traveling. Period. Not, not like I fucking do it a whole lot, but I, to, to Orlando and back is. Ba- it could be to fucking Europe and back because that's how sure. it, it just it just feels so good to drive. You know, two and a half hours away from the shithole. I think it's the escaping part of it, right? Like, I think like, it like is too. I feel like a fucking jailbreaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is my normal life, and I'm leaving you behind. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like that. I, I do like that. I love hotels. Yeah, I love hotels. Uh, before I was doing radio, I was a corporate trainer for uh, a, a corporate restaurant, and I used to travel around opening up those restaurants. And when I did that, um, I would stay in certain places for two weeks, three weeks. Sometimes I was stuck in San Antonio. I was telling you, I was stuck in San Antonio for like a month one time, but it didn't bother me at all. Like I liked being in the hotel room. I liked not having any responsibility whatsoever, except for having to work. The and hotel, stuff like that. the hotel is kind of cool because it's like there's no responsibilities there's someone's gonna come pick up all your shit you know that you don't care you're in it's and a, out it's the best and, and it's like when you're poor you leave the tv on you pump oh, the air yeah. you, i mean you get as much i I've, i'll never forget how much we just abused everything left every single light on in there because those are the things you it's like you said the little things just jizz and salt shakers across america if those are the things that you don't get to because like it's when i leave my house i make sure my my ac is at one part that the light is on a little bit just in case i get uh, home late enough so that the cats have some light but every everything else is shut up <laughs> shut up shut the fuck up okay of course we have to make sure that the they're not 
out in the light. dark. Well, there wasn't something that I did in the beginning, but but yeah. Kim Kim was very adamant. Make sure they they have light. I don't know if she understands that like cats see totally fine in the dark. Sure, they have no problem. They're uh, they're predators. Yeah, they well, can hunt things in the dark. Yeah, and they're I think they're like semi nocturnal too. You know about you know what's weird about cats. Everyone loves What's cats. What's weird about cats? Cats, cats are dude. They're they're sm- basically they're small lions. Like, yeah, they're 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 the feet. If you watch, they're ferocious. Real, if you watch fuck. like a gigantic cat, they have the same fucking mannerisms. I just say as uh, I would always tell people like, like your little house cat. Mm-hmm. If it was like thirty or forty pounds heavier, mm-hmm. it would maul the fuck out of you. Oh yeah, like, no, that, absolutely. Like, your little house cat would murder you. Kim never had cats. She never liked cats. Um, and then eventually got to the point where she's like, I want one of my own. Um, so I did that. And uh, but one of the first times she ever realized like how cats really are was a lizard got into the house, and all of a sudden all three of them Those ears instinctually mm-hmm. just went fucking bananas. And my well, the one cat Haley, she is super super sweet. She's the nice nicest cat on the entire planet she never starts anything with the other cats or anything like that she's she's the good one and um she went fucking a wall and she's trying to run up the wall ears back tail puffed and she's like what is going on i'm like this is just what cats are they're they're, they're lions <laughs> yeah they're, they're one of the only species um to uh to kill for fun yes yeah yeah they'll just fucking bat a mouse around let it you know, kill it and then not even eat it just walk away no they bring it to you as a prize of course yes. dude cats are little murderers I've been telling I've been saying <laughs> that like cause like everyone's like oh my cat I'm like dude if that cat was just not even the size of a lion it's like if, if that cat was the size of your dog yeah it would mm-hmm. fucking maul you yeah it would kill you probably just, well, I mean, it depends. I mean, because there is some type of loyalty. It would be the, it'd be your friend until like one until until one wrong move. Yeah, until you had some baloney in your pocket and the thing was hungry <laughs> and it fuck you up, dude. I think uh, scientifically, baloney is a big uh, a big part of their diet. I've so. got baloney in my front pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, like I, I leave the light on for the cats and everything like that. And uh, so when we travel, it's always just like you know balls to the walls. Use all the electricity you want. So I think that's it's a release. But I think that's probably the best way to put. Is that traveling for me is like a jailbreak? Sure. The thing is, my, so not Eric, saying my life is like stupid, mundane, and I hate every moment of it, but it's nice to be able to escape. The thing is, it, there is something weird about being able to just fucking like trash a hotel room or not have to clean up after yourself. That's like so. Eric Myers, one of my favorite comics, you know, Eric. Yeah, hilarious. He has this great joke where he's like, I, "I'm checking into a hotel, and the, you know, I'm, I'm on the road doing comedy, and the comedy club paid for the hotel, mm-hmm. but they're like, we need your credit card, and I go for what." No, the comedy club paid for it. And they go, well, we just need $60 for incidentals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get it back. And he goes, well, what do you mean incidentals? She goes, well, in case, you know, you break or ruin anything in the club, in, in the room, we keep that 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And he looks at her and he goes, so you're telling me it only cost me $60 to fucking <laughs> trash this room? It's like, I'm throwing the TV out the fucking window. I'm pissing on the walls. I'm guns and roses, bucks, this motherfucker. I'm going to fuck this room up. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> And I just thought it was such a funny joke because it's like, yeah, like it's true. They just trust you in this room. Sixty dollars. He's like, that's all it costs. Like, I'm just, he, that's what he said. He's like, he's like, he's like, it's it's that's, that's cheaper than going to an amusement park. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck true, this yeah. room up. You know, like, <laughs> that's brilliant. But so, but you're on the road all the time. What's the thing that you like about being on the road? Um, I like. I the, feel like it's kind of like a little bit different for you because you are on the road all. The all time. Well, the thing, what, what is still nice is a little bit of the lack of schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I'm on the road. The only thing I have to do that day is go to a comedy club around 6.30 mm-hmm. and be on stage for about a half an hour. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Get some free foods and free eats. Everything along. Now, there is like, we got to get up. We got to do some promoting. We gotta, you know, like, like there's some work into it, but like, 
it's kind of nice, especially if you're in the same city for multiple nights. Like yeah. a lot of times, we travel almost like a band does, and we'll be like in this city this night, this city the next night. Mm-hmm. So there's travel, but like, like we were just out in Phoenix, we did four shows in five days. That would just when I'd wake up, I'd be like, I got nothing to do. Yeah, because you're not going anywhere. Until eight o'clock, man. You're just okay. hanging out yeah. in this hotel room and, and that, just just fucking off until. That was nice. Like the like the lack of having anything to do. Um, but I really, I really don't. I hate flying. You don't like flying? I I can't stand it. I love flying. It's the scariest experience. Really, dude? It's the safest mode of travel. That's what they say on the planet. How many people do you know ever survive a plane crash? Um, how many know? How many? How many people do you know that actually were in a plane crash? Zero. There you go. That's your answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's like getting like struck by lightning. Like, I mean, like, yes, yeah, so your 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 odds of surviving are low. Just in but how many people do you know? Metal bird. And I guess there's like some science to it. I don't know. But you guess there's some science. To I, just it. I just I can't like I can't. It's sleep. not like they have a giant fucking rubber band uh, no, that just they just strap a giant delta band that just shoots it into the sky and they just sit there and just pray. I guess I just never trust like people. Like like everyone just trusts this guy because he's a pilot. And he, I get, you know I'm not saying he didn't train. He went to school, but like there's no like. We, we just put our lives constantly in other human beings' hands, and people are fucking morons, dude. Mm-hmm. People jizz in salt shakers when they're in band class. That what, guy could be a pilot today. This is what you do. Next time you get on a plane, you you know how you walk in, you always see like the pilot and the thing and everything like that. When you see the pilot, hand him a picture of your mother and just say, remember, this woman loves me, and then just go sit down. Maybe you might feel a little better. That's a lot of pressure to put on that guy. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. So now you ensure I will get this. I will get this man home safely how to about, his mother. How about every time it's just a picture of Betty White? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, she loves me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so you're moving though, but you're 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 taking the escapade to go uh, far away from this uh, the the dick of America. Yeah, going to California way. I heard there's gold out there. And there was all the internet, at a point in all time, the internet yes. you could ever want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the sidewalks uh, give off Wi-Fi at this point yeah, in time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're moving. Uh, by the time when this comes out Friday, you'll we, be gone. We'll be on the road. We'll be in Houston. Mm-hmm. We're taking like five days. Oh, that's right, because you because you have to drive up there. We got to drive. So up we're, there, uh, over there, up and over, westward. So yeah, we're uh, we're driving. When this comes out Friday, we'll be in Houston. We're seeing uh, seeing the old ladies. Um, aunt and uncle and we're going to an Astros game there so they're oh, cool. hanging out in Houston gonna go to an Astros game with them they have the a fam. new stadium I don't know I don't think so I, I think it's the same know. one but it's but uh, it's nice it's a nice one we uh but yeah no we're, we're driving out there and then uh setting up shop we already got the apartment and everything all set up and which is pretty dope yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be interesting we'll be back I'll be back in town a lot though because like I said we're, we're we're doing what what looks like is gonna be a monthly show at the Miami Improv dope so I got. We also got to come back to the West Palm Improv every once in a while. Exactly. Right? So I'll be coming out here for gigs, and you know, see the family, see the friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, see my other wife and two mistresses that I got. <laughs> <You> gotta, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I got to get out here. Yeah, I mean, I got friends and family out here, and plus, I don't know. Here's you know what's weird about Florida. Hmm. Objectively, I understand it's a piece of crap. Yes. Yeah. But. I'm drawn to it in some way. Well, I think it's because you spent your, you know, your formidable years yeah. understanding. Like now, you were in a career. Like right. you were doing something that's a career. So the career started here. So this is where you feel like you need to be at all times. There's just something because there's something it. that just like there's just like this beacon that brings you back here. This Florida. is where it all started. It's just like yeah. It's like, come on, man. We're eating faces. Come on down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just the bath salts. It's yes, a, the bath salts are quite wild. good in Florida wild lawless it is it is bizarre it, it that's the one thing that i'd be worried about with with los angeles it, it just like and it, it's like not to get political but it's just like 
we live in a very odd time of where people are just they're very hmm, let's see short-tempered with people Mm -hmm. and anything you can say could be a absolute atomic bomb you can't say that yeah and it's just like you can't say that i'd be so afraid of offending people living out there yeah I don't and really... just trying to live my everyday life like can you make the jokes that you make in your everyday life out there all the time in that everyday life go to the grocery store go to the post office like who the fuck I, goes to the I, post office but. as we all know i tend to have a little bit of a i i my, my sense of humor is is everything's a joke and and i like to find like the the edge you know and go to mm-hmm. the edge and be like man this thing you know like yeah but it's all just for fun. Here's a here. I was talking to who's I talking about the other day. Is like, if I ever like got like caught up somehow, some way where they're like they find some old tweet or some old podcast where I said some shit, and they're mm-hmm. just like, Dude, they will explain, they will. Yeah, explain <laughs> yeah. yourself. This is this you shit is is if we the shit that we have said in these past couple episodes oh, alone. Yeah. yeah, so it's like explain yourself. Eleven years ago, you said Casey Anthony's baby was made into a soup or something like that. <laughs> like, like just you did say that. I did say that. I would For the go. Record. I'd go. Oh, first of all, I'd probably forget. And I'd be like, oh, I said that. And they oh. go, yeah. I go, that's ah, funny. <laughs> I was so like, let me ask you a question. Did you laugh? I was joking. Even if you don't laugh, I was joking, dude. Like, <laughs> like you should be way more concerned with what like someone says in a TED talk or what a politician's saying. Yes. Than what I'm goofballing around saying in a podcast <laughs> that, or a comedy club. That Matt Bellick is spewing in a comedy club or a comedy club green room. I also said, if you're so weak minded. Like, mm-hmm. if I say something and it offends you... Now, listen. You can't just, like, walk into a Wendy's and start yelling the N-word. That's bad, okay? <laughs> there are law... There's lines, obviously. Yes, yeah. There, there like, are some type of lines. Just because, yeah. like, yeah, you can't... Like, I, I was going to say, just, like, whatever I say, it's up to you how you want to interpret it and, and how much weight you want to put yeah. into those words. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you're just eating lunch and I'm walking around yelling, you know, anti-Semitic or racist things <laughs> and in your face in a Wendy's, you're like, okay, well, now you're crossing that <laughs> line. But it's like... If it's like okay, if you don't like what I say on this podcast, turn yeah. the fucking podcast off. Well, yeah, go find another podcast. There's yeah, plenty like, of podcasts. Like we said, everybody's got one. Yeah, and if you dozen. don't, if you don't like what a comedian says, or if you don't like what is written on a TV show, don't watch that. Yeah, I know? got a better idea. If you don't like what we're saying, share it and tell people to listen to it to find out if they don't like what we're saying. Share it anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just share it regardless. I'm going to start just saying ridiculous it. things to see if we can get it shared out I there. think, that, dude, there's a, that one of my, my my favorite podcasts of all time, last podcast on the left, you know, uh, Henry Zimbowski and uh, Ben Kissel. Ben Kissel is actually a contributor for Fox News, which is really funny. But those guys just say the most ridiculous and unbelievable shit I've ever heard in my entire life, and it's the only reason I listen to the show. Have you heard it's because I've never heard people say the things that they've it, said. It, it's an entire technique almost. Have you heard oh, of, yeah. like, Gavin McInnes? Yeah. This guy is literally... Has He's a, a performer. He has a career because yeah. he says, you know, ridiculous right-wing misogynistic things. Um, yeah. Uh, what's it? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. It's a, Exactly. Alex it's, Jones is one of my favorite performers of all time. I don't it. believe anything he says. It's a psyop. Joe Rogan, it's a psyop. The government's... <laughs> I don't tur- believe anything he says, but every time... the frogs the two, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. the, two time, the two times that he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast, they have been four hours each, and I have listened to every moment of every it. Every second of it, Because dude. it is brilliant. Choke me out, eh, bravo. I <laughs> <laughs> he's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. And you know, honestly, it's like, I think that when he's on his deathbed, he, he is finally going to admit that this was the biggest, and I think will be the one of the best performance pieces in in American history. It's If he says, no, nah, I didn't believe any of that, it was all an act. It's for entertaining. You know what's funny? His if name you, is like Carl. If you look back at like on the family, go, go, tying it all together, oh, yeah. even two and a half men, 
the entire part of that show is Charlie's is like misogynistic. Like I just want to bang chicks, mm-hmm. and then they have no value, and da da da. You you. The sad thing is, you couldn't even make a show like that now. No. It's funny how in the last five seven years, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't say or do anything now because. Here's my question, Ricky. We're all adults in this world, so yes. why is it? When did it become? My responsibility to make sure every other free person in the world, mm-hmm. their feelings don't get hurt that day, mm-hmm. or don't, or on the or on the opposite, to have to include every single person, right? Like in everything if, you do. What if that? Sh- what if what if that show or this podcast or a joke I write is just for? There's 350 million people in this country. Mm-hmm. What I mean, if a million people like it and 349 people don't, still a million people are like, I like that. I'll listen to that podcast. Like. I, I'm pretty sure that's that's uh, that's Donald Trump's whole premise on this. Whole well, that's thing. why he Donald. Yeah, he's, it's really his own thing. He's like, yeah. he's like, I got enough people that like it, <laughs> dude. That I'm okay. He trolled his way into the White House. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, that's another one too. On his deathbed, say that his name his name is like Mark Gerard. Yeah, and he's not really Donald Trump, and it was just like a big piece that he put on. It just, I, I just, those are the types of chaos that I want in life when it comes to things like that. I just, I mean, it's uh, kind of yeah weird. Is, that I think there, there is but. there is going to be like a little bit of a pendulum swing. Oh, yeah. Every time it goes too far one way, it comes back the other way. Oh, absolutely. I, I will say not not to be com- so ignorant and mean. Like the the fact that we are having some of these conversations now, and mm-hmm. and, and a lot of this PC stuff has, has has definitely brought a lot of things to light that did need a light shined on it. And, yeah, and, and did. People, you know, some people who didn't think they had a voice, and now it's being talked about, and that's all great. But There's a lot of innocent bystanders in that, though. Absolutely, yeah, that's, what I was that's the say. hardest part. You, you just, you're, you're some guy, and it, it's funny too, because like Bill Bird did that great bit on was one special where he's talking about the guy from Duck Dynasty. Mm-hmm. He was like a 79 year old man who grew up in the South, and his whole empire was built off making duck calls, and he, he's like, he grew up in the 30s, he was a backwoods boy, going to church and stuff, and they taught him his whole life, you know, mm-hmm. like. Like God doesn't like gay people, and that's that's what he learned his whole life. And every time yeah. he repeated back, they'd pat him on the head and be like, "You're a good boy. Yeah, you're a good boy." He'd read the good book. And then years later, he's 79 years old, and they put a microphone in his face. And they're like, "What do you think about gay people?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, wait, what? Did they, oh yeah, what did they teach me to say? God doesn't like it, and it's abomination." And they ripped this guy apart. They mm-hmm. took his fucking show from him. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Are you surprised at that point? What did you think that guy thought? <laughs> exactly. He, he thought he had these super progressive views on." I think what people don't understand, I, I mean, I spent the last like three years in political radio, and one thing that I, a lot of people don't understand is that, yes, the entire the entire realm of what we're doing right now is being controlled by a certain amount of people and predominantly old white men. Eventually, they will die. Sure. And then that mentality will probably die with them. And I think that's what they don't understand. They think that all these guys are just going to change on a whim, and it's just, it's not fucking it's happening. It's funny because like I'm, so, I'm a guy that gets a little bothered by a lot of the over policing and over pc stuff and but at the end of the day i i'm the i'm the most liberal-minded progressive thinking dude like Mm -hmm. i i I agree you should let everyone live their own life and nobody should hate on anybody or or, you know your whole job is to make people enjoy themselves correct yeah but at the end of the day if somebody else i also think if somebody wants to be a moron and just has this opinion about whatever like Dude, don't listen to that guy, mm-hmm. or, call, yeah. or say that guy's an asshole and move on. You know, yeah. like that's the, the the beauty of it. If you if you want to go with anything, is that everybody has a choice. Yeah. The only thing where I will say it gets a little crazy is when some of these people. I mean, like when when actual laws are made in the country based mm-hmm. off someone's crazy thoughts. Yeah. Then yeah, then you got to hold everything. Like like for the longest time when gay that's marriage was Nazi-ish, illegal. Yeah. When gay marriage was illegal forever in this country, that was a little insane. Like, yeah. 
He just let two people get married. Who gives a fuck? Well, because like, it was based on religion, and that's yeah. that's where all the breakdown. But that's what's is. weird too is you have you 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 have a book that not everyone believes in, but you're gonna make laws that everyone has to follow based on this. It's on book, our currency. Right? Yeah, in God we trust. It was in. I mean, like they, it's in the Pledge of Allegiance that kids all have to say across America. Although, I'd say a prayer if you handed me a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would go to church if you paid me to go to church, motherfucker. Ooh, I'd be there for okay. an hour. <laughs> no, you got you got to pay to go to church though. Well, they need these big old jumbo jets. Well, that's one there. thing I never understood about Judaism is that, like, I mean, they they pay for their seats. Well, this is what I I don't really know. That's too the much one about thing it. you don't get. I'll give you. I've always had issues with, with organized yeah. religion, regardless. But yeah. I was like, you pay for your seats here. Doesn't that seem kind of redundant to the whole entire thing? But then there's like the Joe Olsteins and everything like that, where everyone those people says, are the most insane people we can get into that maybe more later but they, they god almighty the televangelists who like justify the like, mega well, church I, priests i need a i need a jet i need a private jet joe osteen has the old houston rockets uh arena as his mega church pretty good i mean he needs it he's a fucking great businessman yeah and you want to go to see one of those services like 200 bucks to get a seat <laughs> it's like you it's cheaper to go see ariana grande sure you want to see God, go see Ariana Grande. I'll tell you that right now. A lot more erotic, too. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read Je- Jeremiah. That's why. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Osteen, he's not... Uh, whatever. Anyways. Um, all right, we're way over time. Anyways. Yep. On that, well, um, you know, follow Rick, follow me. Happy fucking birthday to Thank you, dude. Buddy. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. And uh, this is uh, the last one that we're going to be doing um, before you are a resident of, um, of Los Angeles. Which is going to be interesting, and uh, and hopefully we're going to be able to get to come over and see. I've never been to California, get period. So I'd there. love to come out and um, see your little uh, shanty town apartment that you're going to be moving into. Come see my shack and uh, come anytime. Hopefully you're not living, uh, you know, like in an actual box or anything. No, like you got place, an actual. It's got walls and shit, right? The place is actually. You told nice. me the price, and I was like, it's got walls, right? Elena took care of. Um, well, we had we we, we were going to live in this one place in Chinatown, and that that didn't go through. Mm-hmm. And then we found what was it called? Duck Palace. Blessing. <laughs> it said pets definitely welcome yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah when there's a chinese food store that's also a pet store i'd be a little worried Ooh, doggy <laughs> but yeah no so, but we couldn't we didn't get that place there was a kind of a blessing in disguise that place was cheaper though then we found another place a little bit more still affordable but it's it's nice man it's, it's not it's dude bigger. when you told me the price of it i was very surprised that you were able to because i mean like that's not far off from a lot of places here yeah, I mean, I don't mind saying my my rent's going to be eight hundred bucks a month each. I mean, well, there's three of us, you know. And that's dude. That's it. Really, is incredible because I mean, that's what like our apartment, uh, our apartments in our complex in West Del Rey cost us. Yeah, and you're living in fucking Los Angeles. That's where they get you, man. Rent rent's a big scam mm-hmm. everywhere you go. But you know, you got to do it. You got to pay the man. You got to you got to pie the piper, and you got to jizz in the salt shaker. <laughs> <laughs> and with that we'll end it uh, thanks for listening once again don't forget you can be able to subscribe to the podcast everywhere podcasts are Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes and if you're on iTunes give us a like give us a uh, five star rating and uh, send us a comment we've only had one comment so far but I mean people have been listening so I don't know what the fuck you're doing comment um, subscribe share please the whole follow, entire time it's me Ricky B follow at Matt Bellick and follow Fresh Drunk Stoned FreshDrunkStone.com CannabisRadio.com. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah, uh, this is the first time I haven't had Let's to switch do it up. It. Say goodbye, Ricky. <laughs> uh, see ya. The 
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.